Welcome to Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. This podcast invites creators and entrepreneurs from all over to share their stories and ideas. We believe every kid is creative. It's just a matter of taking that first step and starting now. We hope this podcast can inspire you to create something that makes a difference in the world. If you want to stay inspired, remember to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Or visit us at peachandplumlab.com slash podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spark Creators. I'm your host, Lee Zen. It is my greatest pleasure to invite Patricia Kleiher, the founder of Teaching Entrepreneurship for Kids. Patricia graduated from Harvard University for her undergrad degree, and she got her MBA from Columbia University Graduate School of Business. She has been an educator for over 12 years. She taught entrepreneurship in a Montessori middle school for three years and helped over 50 students to launch products and manage small businesses. She has taught business concepts such as revenue versus profit, unit calculation, inventory management, and forecasting, interest, profit margin, and basic accountings to students as young as 6 years old and as old as 17 years old. Both of her mom and dad are entrepreneurs, so her own passion for entrepreneurship started early. Now let's dive into our conversation with Patricia. Hello, Patricia. So happy that we can have you here. So first of all, can you introduce yourself to everyone and maybe, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, like your background and everything? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hello, everyone. My name is Patricia, and I recently started an online business accelerator program specifically for kids. Um, I've been an online educator for about a year and just a few months ago, this new idea occurred to me. So I just decided to get started with it because that's, that's generally what I do. (laughs) Got it. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your educational um, background? Because you are interested in education. So yeah, have you done anything related to education too? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, in my my own work experience, uh, there's definitely a common thread of education throughout most of it. Um, I mean, even way back when, as a personal trainer, I still always felt like an educator. I was always sharing knowledge and also getting knowledge from other people. But I have worked as a classroom teacher as well. I've worked in elementary and middle schools. And I've also worked as an administrator in educational settings. So I've done things like creating curriculum, coaching teachers, and things like that. Got it. Yeah. So since this is a podcast actually for kids and parents, uh, we always ask our guests, you know, about their childhood and what do they do when they were young? And then can you tell me about a little bit about like, where do you, where did you grow up? And then Um, What did you do when you were young and what inspired you to do something like what you're doing right now? Yeah, sure. Um, I grew up in Long Island uh, and in New York. And I think in a lot of ways, it was a very quote unquote average suburban childhood. Um, But there are some things about my experience as a kid that I think that are particularly distinct. Um, You know, both of my parents are immigrants. So I definitely think that 
gave me a certain perspective as a child. And we, we traveled to Jamaica a lot, which is where a lot of my family is from. And, you know, even just to see a different place like that and to, you know, to have your world broadened in that way at a young age, you know, really had an effect on me as a child. Um, the other thing is that both of my parents are entrepreneurs. And um, <laughs> I definitely think those two things are are related, being Jamaican and being entrepreneurs. But yeah. um, it was really interesting, I think, as a kid and definitely a unique experience to have front row seats to all of my parents' entrepreneurial ventures for pretty much most of my life. That's what they've done. So, I mean, that was very unique and also, I think, obviously very impactful. <laughs> Definitely, because you can see the first hand of experience and what would an entrepreneur do and how they think in certain way. And mm -hmm. so what specifically do they do? And did you learn anything from them? Yeah, uh, so good question. Um, my mom is a certified public accountant. So for most of my life, she's had her own practice as a CPA. And my dad started a school on Long Island. So... Um, He's, oh, and that was, I would say for about 30 years, they did that. And, uh, you know, they started that school when I was probably eight or nine years old. I was in elementary school. So, you know, I got to see both of these things start from, you know, just a kernel, just, uh, you know, just a thought. I remember when my parents opened that school, there were, there was one student and two teachers. And I remember the very first day. And I also remember the day that I walked in there after maybe not having visited for a little while. And I mean, the place was teeming with kids, like almost 200 kids and teachers in the building. And to remember both of those days and, you know, kind of watch that all play out was, um, you know, really interesting and fascinating for me. Yeah. So it's like definitely a transition from nothing to something. And you have witnessed this whole progress, right, of how much effort and time and energy your parents have put into that and see the amazing transition so that you know that it's possible to make something happen, right? Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, so I think growing um, up with parents who are entrepreneurs is definitely a very interesting experience. So I'm sure that your parents probably have taught you a lot of things that um, is not typical maybe for other parents who are non, you know, not entrepreneurs. So can you share with me like one to two keywords that you really believed in um, growing up in the entrepreneurial kind of family and something that's still guiding you nowadays yeah, moving forward? Yeah, actually, there are three words that I think yep. kind of sum up, I guess, what I would why, what I would say is the most important lesson from that experience as a child. Don't fear failure. Don't fear failure. It It's always out there. Failure could always happen, but you can't let that stop you from trying things. I mean, my parents could have let the fear of failure stop them from opening a school. They had one child when they opened that school and they could have let that fear turn that into, okay, maybe this is not a good idea. Maybe we should just stop at the end of the month or the end of the year. But they kept on going for 30 years. And yes, it was a roller coaster. Yes, there were some hard times. But yeah, there were also some really amazing times in there that they would have never experienced if they let fear stop them. 
Definitely, definitely. What a great lesson, yeah. Do you think part of your teaching, like, personality wanting to teach people and, you know, give knowledge to others came from your family too? Because your dad actually has a school. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, my friends often joke about that, that I was a teacher way back when I was 10 years old, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, of course, I wasn't actually in a classroom teaching when I was 10, yeah. but I was in that school doing work. I actually used to work in the office when I was like 11. I would answer phones and talk to parents and things like that. Wow. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> it was definitely, definitely not um, your average childhood in that respect, I would say. Got it. Got it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about your business, right? You created this business, uh, Entrepreneurship for Kids. And what inspired you to create such a business to teach kids about entrepreneurship? And have you experienced, like, maybe did you create your own business when you were a child? And, you know, when you were a kid? And then what has transformed you to this point that you want to do that? Yeah. Yeah, so as a child, did I have businesses? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't think there's any way I could have uh, gotten through my childhood without starting a business when both of my parents are entrepreneurs. So yes, I did that as a kid. And it was a great experience. It was so much fun to do something that felt really grown up, you know, earning money and getting people to pay you for something, you know, so yes, of course, I did that as a kid and loved it. But what really inspired me to do what I'm doing now, I would say, probably dates back to an entrepreneurship program that I supported when I was working at a Montessori school a few years ago. And, um, you know, seeing how this could be an activity that um, wasn't just something that kids kind of did one day during the summer when they felt like it, like a lemonade stand, but was actually kind of like a more long, drawn out, thoughtful and reflective activity that kids could participate in and really learn from and grow from and and start to practice some important skills that are not necessarily important in traditional classroom settings, but can be really important for, for people later on in life. So this program, I just thought was really awesome because I had never seen anything like that done in a school or with kids on such a grand scale before. And the thing that struck me about it most was that you know, as a teacher and educator, um, I always saw that, you know, there are some kids who always struggle with the traditional academic setting. Um, and, you know, that's not necessarily their fault, but there are always kids who kind of fall into that into that bucket. And that can really wear on a kid's self-esteem. And we would see a lot of these kids come into this entrepreneurship program, which is very different and has a lot more freedom and gives them room to make choices and to set their own path. And some of these kids, we would realize, not some, actually a lot of them, they have these skills and this mindset that's actually tremendously valuable in the right setting. So it may not be rewarded and valued in a traditional academic setting, but in, when you put them in this new space with these, you know, new parameters or maybe fewer parameters on them, 
all of a sudden they have an opportunity to shine that they never had before. And that was something that I just really loved to see because every kid deserves to shine and every kid can shine if you put them in the right place and, you know, give them the right things to, to succeed, they can. Um, so I really loved that about it. Yeah, definitely. And in the end, when kids actually, or even, you know, when they go to college and finish school, getting into like the real world, and then it is those quality that shine, it actually matters the most, because that's how, you know, they can be a real entrepreneur and can really create an impact in the real world, you know, like, so that's definitely amazing to hear. Yeah. For sure. So um, can you tell us a little bit about how you started this business? Because overall, like we are talking about entrepreneurship for kids and then people would always wanted to know like, oh, if I have an idea, you know, where should I start? And then what should I do? And can you tell us how you started your business and what do you have to do actually to yeah, establish it. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, every every business is going to be a little bit different. I mean, this business that I started recently is offering a service. So, you know, that process is actually a little bit different than if you're providing a product to people. So, um, and in a lot of ways, it's actually a little bit easier because you don't really have to worry that much about product design. It isn't so much of a hands-on process when you talk about designing your product. Um, so really the first thing I did was just kind of envision how I wanted to deliver this program to students, because there are lots of ways you can do that. You can record videos or you can have live calls or you can write a book or things like that. So I was trying to think about the best vehicle for, um, you know, transferring this, this information that I would like to transfer to, to other people. And um, once I decided that the live online setting was what I preferred, then um, I just kind of laid out how I thought the whole process with a child would work. And, and then I, I found some uh, people to beta test. And I just went straight to beta testing. I mean, like I said at the beginning, uh, you know, when I have an idea and if I really think it's a good one, I, I just go, I just do it. So I, you know, found a student and I was like, hey, do you want to start a business? <laughs> and, you know, I talked to her parents, her parents were like, sure. And so we went through this whole process so that I could actually see where there might be snags and where... Um, there might be challenges online that I didn't have in a classroom. That was what I was really trying to figure out because the setting is different right now. Um, so that was what I really did to kind of fine tune what I wanted to deliver. And, you know, from there, now that I feel like I have something that's really fully formed and ready for prime time, now the name of the game for me is marketing, brand awareness, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm using, you know, a lot of social media but I'm also doing a lot to connect with other people that work in this space so that we can work to help each other out because that's also really important as an entrepreneur. I don't think that it really makes sense to do things all by yourself if you don't have to. I mean, if there are people that are willing to help and if you can help them to do that, so. Definitely, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, I would love to learn actually a little more about this service for kids and do they actually work with you only for a period of time to set up their business and to, to validate their business ideas or do they actually work with you along the way 
for every milestone that you watch them grow like that. Yeah. So can you tell us maybe one example, you know, of one student that you have, like who have created business from scratch and then how you have helped them along the way? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, a student that I, I was working with most recently, um, when she came to me, she didn't even really have a business idea. She she sort of had a couple of ideas. She wasn't married to anything in particular. So we had to, you know, figure that out first. So at the beginning of the process, helping kids to figure out what it is that they want to offer, where it is that they can create value for other people. Um, if kids haven't figured that out yet, then we definitely start with that. And then from there, like I said, we move on to product design. If it's an actual product or even if it's a service, you do have to think about the design and how you're going to deliver it. And then from there, it's beta testing. Um, and that is really where you can start to introduce it to other people, get feedback and things like that to help you fine tune what you want to offer to the to the larger market. And, um, you know, my goal with my students is to get them to beta testing as quickly as possible, because that's where it really gets fun for them. You know, so I really try to. Um, arrange the process a little bit so that they can they get a taste of those fun parts as quickly as possible and they don't get bogged down in some of the less exciting planning and you know things like that so um you know once we get through beta testing and we really have some good feedback you know i talk to them about how they want to finalize what they actually want to offer to the greater market and then we talk about grand opening actually getting to that first sale. And um, my goal with all of my students is not just to get them to the grand opening, but also to get them to a point where they're really comfortable managing their business on their own. So, you know, just getting to that first sale is... Um, there's still a lot to learn beyond that first sale. So... I generally keep kids in that program beyond that so they can learn a little bit more about, you know, how to keep track of their money. They need an accounting system that's, you know, kid friendly, but will actually show them, am I profitable? Am I not profitable? What do I need to do to become profitable? Um, you know, to talk more about how to build a fan base, you know, how to take those 10 people that showed up at your farmer's market and get them to send you referrals or how to let them know when you have new products and things like that. So I really kind of help them to set up systems that they can continue to use once they're managing this on their own. And my goal is to just get them to a point where they can say to me, I'm comfortable doing this on my own. And I actually let them make that decision. I don't make that decision for them. So when they feel like they're ready to take the reins and they don't need to see me on a weekly or, or you know, a regular basis, then I let them go. And if they need to come back after that, they're welcome to come back because, you know, sometimes you just need a little help further down the road and that's okay too. Yeah, definitely. So, so they actually do have like a weekly call with you to figure out like what they want to do and how are they going to move forward in that aspect yeah and so is parents part of the picture too so good question um 
in in some respect, parents are, are going to be involved, especially if they are, you know, under 15, they can't drive themselves anywhere, you know, they can't make certain decisions for themselves, they're just not old enough. So yeah, parents are always going to be involved in some respect. Um, but part of the goal of my program is to really get them to take ownership of anything that they can. So, you know, when it comes to making decisions about uh, what direction to go with their business, a lot of times we can talk about that in our meetings and, and they can make a decision on their own. And, you know, if they make a decision that they decide later on is not good or didn't serve them, you know, we can go back and change that decision. So I try to leave the parents out as much as the parents want to be out of the picture <laughs> um, because I, kids are perfectly capable of, capable of doing a lot of these things. Um, now, there are some parents that like to be more involved and I'm okay with that too. As long as the parent and the kid have that understanding that they're going to do this together, that's fine. So I don't discourage parents from being involved. But part of what I want to do is make this easier for parents to offer to their kids. So if they are struggling with time constraints or maybe they don't necessarily have the experience or the knowledge to, to do a lot of this with their kids, that's why I'm offering this program to take some of that burden off the parents. often talk about like a business is trying to solve a problem right other people have so I guess in the whole um, context where you have seen so many like kid entrepreneurs or parents on a parent entrepreneurs and do you see a big need or certain problems that people are not solving that you think this service or this um, business would actually help solve a lot of those problems that the parents or the kids would have like, is it, is it because entrepreneurship is not that of a common topic or common thing that the school is actually offering? So there's a lack of resources or some type of, yeah, like things that we really need to fill the gap. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one thing like you like you kind of mentioned is that this is not something that's on a lot of people's radars as something that their child needs or something that their child could benefit from. You know, I think there are a lot of other things that tend to be on their radars, like maybe sports or music or coding or something like that. And those things are great. But not everyone is going to excel at sports and not everyone is going to excel at coding. For some kids, it might be this. This might be their thing that they've been dying for, but they just didn't know it. Um, the other thing that I would say is that there are some resources out there. I mean, I definitely think there could be more. I'd love to see more resources out there for families and kids who want to do this. But I wanted to create a resource that was a two-way street. Um, I think there there are a lot of resources in terms of books or you know videos you can watch or you know some places you can even buy a kit. But for me as an educator, I know that what I excel at is that two-way dynamic relationship with kids that 
you know, that mentoring relationship is where I excel. That's where I can provide value that I think is a little bit unique. And so that's why I crafted my program the way it is, because um, there are kids out there that really could benefit from that kind of experience as opposed to a one-way experience of reading a book or watching a video or something like that, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. So, um, like, I guess this is actually a great time to market or promote your business a little bit. Like, say, if some parents or kids are interested in having you as a mentor or as a guide, um, yeah, like going through this whole process of creating a business and launching a business, yeah, how can they reach out to you and also... Um, what kind of time do they have to commit and maybe how much do they have to, you know, commit and pay you and how would everything work out? Like you can market a little bit, I guess, to our audience and see. Awesome. Okay. So this is my time to plug. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> um, so anyone who's interested in what I do, learning more about what I do or participating in my program, um, the place that I would send you to is my website, which is teachentrepreneurshipforkids.com. That's the website. Um, if you go there, you'll actually find that there's a free playbook for kids in business and everybody is welcome to that. So please download that. Even if you do nothing else, just do that and let your kid read it and see what they do with it. But um, if you want to go further, if you want more support, or if you were interested in uh, my program, then um, you can also sign up for uh, a call with me on my website. So the call is just very, you know, low key, not anything that's um, high pressure. We'll just talk about what you're interested in doing, what your goals are. If I can help you, I'll let you know. If I can't, I will also let you know. I'm very honest about that because I realize that I can't be all things to all people. So, you know, if I feel like we're not a good match or if what I do is not a good fit for what you're trying to accomplish, I'm gonna let you know. And um, and then from there, we can decide if we wanna work together or not. That's Great. it. Yeah, wonderful. So if what and yeah go ahead mm -hmm. sorry I just realized I only answered part of your question because you asked about commitment and the time and all that okay so I don't want to neglect that um so one of the things that I also wanted to build into my program was flexibility so um students who really want to move fast and and get things done really quickly, they have the ability to do that in my program. And students who maybe don't have as much time each week to dedicate this and they need a little bit more of a slower pace in order to get this done, that's also allowed in my program. So some students meet with me every week. Some students meet with me twice in a week, three times in a week. It's actually completely up to you. You're allowed to meet with me as often as you feel like you need. And that's one of the beauties of my program is that there's no limit in, as to how many times a week you can meet with me. There's no limit as to how long you can stay in the program because my, my goal is success for the kids in my program. My goal is not to get kids in and out in two months or you know six weeks or something like that. It's however fast or slow you need, I'm gonna get you to the end point. That's the goal of the program. What would be your vision for your business? say in five or 10 years, we would always talk about this, right? So yeah, if everything, everything that you imagine would happen, what would be a perfect, like, yeah, picture for you? 
Huh, perfect picture. Okay, this will be fun. Um, I guess the perfect picture would be to have tons of kids in in my program who are building their businesses and having lots of different educators that have different perspectives on business, participating to teach and mentor these kids through the process. Um, one thing that I'd really love to see become a part of my program in the future is that once kids kind of get to the end of that startup phase in my program, I'd love to have a bank of other entrepreneurs who can mentor those kids going forward so that they have someone who maybe has a deeper knowledge about their particular industry or even deeper knowledge about their particular business model and can really help them move forward from that, from that phase. Um, but yeah, just, uh, I mean, my dream would just be lots and lots of kids. <laughs> Definitely. And also make their business successful too, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we talk about like um, your business now. Uh, say you're an entrepreneur and what would be some of your daily routines? Yeah. What does it look like to be an entrepreneur? Because this could be a question from some kids, right? Like who are interested in becoming an entrepreneur, but then they're not sure what do they really need to do on a daily basis, especially when they've grown up as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting question. And of course, there are probably as many answers as there are entrepreneurs. Um, but I can tell you that my day usually starts with teaching. <laughs> I usually have classes first thing in the morning. Um, I usually take a break for lunch. And I know that sounds like a very simple thing, but one trap that I notice that I am susceptible to as an entrepreneur is uh, to just keep working and never take breaks until like the sun is down and it's, you know, nine o'clock at night. So, um, you know, I actually have to be very careful about planning my schedule, including planning time for lunch so that I don't skip lunch. Um, and then in the afternoon, a lot of times what I do is that's when I focus on marketing for, for this new business that I have. So I do a lot of work on social media. Sometimes I'm creating content. Sometimes I'm networking with other companies or entrepreneurs entrepreneurs that work in this space. Um, so all of all of those things that need to be done at this startup phase, I usually do those things in the afternoon. Um, again, I have to plan time for dinner because if I don't, I'll probably skip it. And, um, <laughs> and then uh, believe it or not, I usually have classes in the evening as well because for, for some, some of my students, that's just the most convenient time. So um, my day is kind of long and drawn out, but I do plan those times for breaks and sometimes there are times in my day where, you know, I just I don't happen to have classes here or there. So it's a little bit of a lighter schedule. So every day is a little bit different. But I mean, I love I love everything that I get to do from the beginning to the end of the day. So to me, it's all good. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. So I don't know um, how many kid entrepreneurs, you know, have you um, guided or have you mentored yet? But what are some of the common characteristics do you see in kid entrepreneurs? Yeah, what? Are, why are they different from like some other kids maybe who are interested in say other type of, right, interest, hobby or not entrepreneurship? 
Uh, you know, that's a good question. Um, I would probably say that um, the kids, those kids who um, are willing to to entertain or or chase a, a really crazy or wild idea, um, like those kids, I feel um, they tend to tend to do better in settings like this, like kids who are, you know, not bothered by or sometimes completely oblivious to the status quo or what's considered normal. Um, I think those kids who really almost like just have no boundaries on what they believe is possible or or the way things should or shouldn't be done. I think those kids really thrive in in uh, in a project like this. And so another thing that I saw actually is be persistent, right, with their ideas. Even if some sometimes when things won't work out, but they're like really believing something they have worked on, and then they keep going no matter how difficult it is, and that's how you actually get to success. Success, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we in this podcast we encourage kids to take action as soon as possible when they have some idea. Just like what you said, beta testing and launch it as soon as possible because if you fail and you fail fast and fail quickly, so that you can come back, and then just reiterate what you have and then launch it again. Right. So, what are some actions that you have? Do you recommend kids to start a business as soon as possible? What are some actions? Yeah. Yeah. So I I really think that um, it it all starts with that 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 idea, right? So um, I would encourage kids to first just look for the opportunities that are out there. There are opportunities everywhere, and that's one of. I would say one of the most important skills of an op- entrepreneur is being able to spot a, bin- a business opportunity, um, particularly if you can spot it before other people, that can be a huge advantage. So, um, you know, keeping your eye out for problems that need a solution or have a solution, but could have a better solution, you know, practicing finding those spots because that's where there's an opportunity to create a business that can create value for people. Um, the other thing I think that's really crucial is um, being really self-aware and being able to pinpoint what you are exceptional at, right? Not just good at, but exceptional at, exceptional at. Um, the things that are truly unique about you that can create value for other people. I think that's also tremendously important. And, you know, if you can kind of marry those two things, like you spot a really great opportunity out there and you recognize something really unique about yourself that could address that, um, I think that's the perfect storm for a, for a successful business. So I, I would definitely encourage kids to just look for those things. And, and when you see it, don't be afraid to do something about it, right? Like you said, take action, fail fast. Failing is not the worst thing in the world. I promise you, you can recover from failure, but you know what feels really, really awful? Regret. 
regret feels terrible because there's nothing you can do about it, right? You can't change the past and it, and the opportunity is gone. The moment is gone. So yeah, take a chance. You're, you're a kid. The stakes are low. Don't be afraid to take a risk. Definitely. Because everybody would wonder like, oh, I had an idea like that, but I just didn't take any action and I didn't try. I regret that I didn't do anything at that moment, right? Yeah, adults, a lot of times will have that kind of yeah um, emotion or things that we think about. Yeah, as you said, I think kids have the least risk because their parents is always behind them, supporting them for whatever you need, right? Anything, yeah, you need. So those are wonderful tips. Yeah, amazing. Um, so now from the kids aspect, yeah, we have talked a little bit. What about the parents? Yeah, what are some tips or recommendations you have for parents? who wanted to support and raising an entrepreneur kid and help the best they can to, yeah, to cultivate the entrepreneurial, like problem-solving mindset in their kids. What, what kind of action or things they can do to help with their kids? Yeah, so that's a good question, you know, and sometimes I think that that can start at home on a very small scale. Like, um, you know, when I was a child, uh, and I'm not gonna tell you how long ago that was, but back then, uh, it was not uncommon for kids to uh, get an allowance. Um, sometimes you got an allowance in exchange for doing chores, like, you know, do the dishes or, you know, clean the bathroom or something like that. Um, you know, and, I, and I'm all for kids helping out around the household, but I I think that if you take a minute to kind of reframe that whole situation, you can make it a lot more entrepreneurial. So instead of, you know, telling your child, okay, you want some, you know, want a little pocket money? How about you do this? Um, don't tell them what the job is because then you're, almost giving them, uh, it's more of an employee mindset, right? Do I want this job or do I not want this job? Instead, tell them to look around the house and find some way to add value to the household. What can you do to make this space look better, function better, something for this family? And whatever gifts that child has or whatever concerns they have about the household, they are now going to have to think about that. What am I concerned about? What can I offer? And how much is this worth, right? Don't be afraid to make your child negotiate for that allowance. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> that's also an important skill for entrepreneurs, knowing what this is worth, what someone might be willing to pay for it, and also convincing them that it is actually that valuable. Um, so, you know, if you put that spin on it, I think you're definitely giving them a little bit more of an opportunity to think like an entrepreneur. And, you know, eventually if your child comes to you with an idea for an actual business that they want to start, don't be afraid to let them give it a shot. Don't be afraid to let them fail. You know, I mean, I know it can be hard as a parent to, to watch your child fall down, to watch them fail, but it's it's really amazing to watch them get up and dust themselves off and try again. So don't be afraid to let that happen. You know, I mean, of course we want to protect kids. I, you know, everyone has that urge in a way, but we also got to let go a little bit so they can do their own thing, take care of themselves and de develop that independence because that's the only way it's going to come if we kind of let them go a little bit. 
Definitely, yeah. The great advice for parents, yeah, who can start from their daily like lives and just around the households while in the interaction with their own kids, right? Like to cultivate that kind of entrepreneurial mindset in their kids, yeah. Um, last question to wrap up our interview is: What are some um, resources, books, videos? Programs, businesses out there. Do you recommend to kids and parents、um, that they can learn something first, and maybe to settle the ideas, and then they can create it. Yeah, they can create their business later. So, can you share something that you know? Yeah, actually,、um, I actually posted about this book not that long ago on my Instagram account because I just read it myself recently. And I found it to be tremendously helpful as an entrepreneur, even as an adult. But the thing I love about it is it's not written at a very high level. It's you know it's pretty readable. Definitely a teenager could read it. Even I would say a tween, if they're really interested in this stuff, they could read this book. It's written by Darren Hardy, and it's called The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. And it's a really great book, particularly for、um, learning about the mindset that you need to have as an entrepreneur.、Um, if you come at it with the wrong mindset,、uh, you will just be frustrated at every turn. But you know, if you have the right mindset and you have, you know, your expectations are calibrated appropriately, it doesn't have to be that frustrating a process.、Um, So I really love that book for for older kids. I would definitely recommend it.、Uh, for younger kids, I have to say,、um, I've I've read Kidpreneurs. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. That one is written by、um, I have it here, Adam Torin and Matthew Torin. And、um, that one I think is really great. Also, I actually.、Uh, Borrowed this from a school where I used to work, <laughs> but I was given permission to borrow it. Don't worry.、Um, and that one is, I think, great for younger kids, kids who are not ready for something like the entrepreneur roller coaster. That could be a good starting point for them. Definitely. Or actually, read our book, <laughs> which is written by Erica Swallow and illustrated by me. Yeah. So it's actually a picture book for four、um, kid entrepreneurs who started their businesses. Yeah, and then. Um, from different industry or from different backgrounds, I think for kids, especially if you just wanted to read it as a story, you know, like it's very easy to consume and for parents to read it to their kids as well. Yeah. So, anyways,、um, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Patricia. Yeah, really, really great to talk to you. Yeah. I hope maybe in the future we can collaborate in some way that you know we can work together to empower other kids to be entrepreneurs. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do. That we should definitely keep in touch. Thanks for listening to the Spark Creators podcast at peachandplumlab.com.